From the University of California, Irvine, this is the UCI Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bell. It's good to be back with you. We're right in the middle of what I'm unofficially calling eSports Week here at UCI. There's just so much going on in the video gaming world on campus these days, we're devoting two whole episodes to the subject. In this first installment, we're featuring interviews with Mark Deppi, director of UCI eSports, and Avi Behar, a key player on UCI's League of Legends collegiate team. Both of these anteaters are on the edge of their seats in anticipation of this weekend's College League of Legends tournament, taking place at Riot Games Esports Arena in West Los Angeles. UCI is the defending LOL Collegiate Championship team, so they've got a lot to prove. That's one reason we're in the middle of Esports Week here. The other reason is Good Game UC Irvine, a four-part documentary series on UCI's esports organization that premiered yesterday on ESPN2. The show delves into the lives of our players as they've been preparing for the upcoming tournament. And it provides lots of background on UCI Esports, which is widely recognized as a model college esports program, certainly the first of its kind at this scale. One person you'll see quite a lot on the show is UCI Esports Director Mark Deppi, who is one of the key individuals responsible for the very existence of the program and its continued success. There's no better person to talk to about the history and culture of esports on the UCI campus. Our discussion with Mark is up next. All right, so here we are in the uh, UCI Esports Arena, and uh, we've got with us Mark Deppi, who's director of UCI Esports Program, and uh, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming and chatting with me today. Thanks for spending some time. So, uh, like I said, we're in the Esports Arena, and uh, the opening of this arena, it was in, what, September of 2016? Yeah. Kind of the beginning of the new year, and it was a huge party here. There was a, it must have met a seven or 800 people in and around this facility for the opening, and that was really the kind of the kickoff of UCI Esports in, in kind of an official way. So tell us a little bit about that event and a little bit about the Esports Arena here. Yeah, so we, I mean, we started thinking about the idea of Esports in the summer of 2015, and after kind of doing some research, due diligence, talking to campus leaders, students, um, we, we ended up opening the arena and launching it in the fall of 2016. Um, it was a cool grand opening. Um, I think we probably had two, three, four thousand people walk through the arena in the course of several hours. Wow! Um, so it was a very busy night. As a cool way to kick things off, and, and you clearly could see the excitement about the program and and how much it meant to the gaming community at large. And so, uh, I, th- I think we didn't understand how big the arena and how important and impactful and newsworthy it would be. And so that event kind of. Uh, Helped us figure that out and uh, got us up and running. Yeah, there was no no question about it. It was yeah. super impressive that opening. And uh, when I walk around the arena this morning, I actually did a quick count of the stations. It seems like there's about 80 stations, uh, more or less, here, and then some other kind of parts of the arena in the in the back area. But each of these stations has a computer and a monitor, headphones, a really kind of professional gaming type of chair. Tell us a little bit about sort of the infrastructure of this place. Yeah, so uh, we built the program around the space that was available to us. Um, it's the old Zot Zone. It was uh, a billiard and exp- uh, gaming space before. In the UCI Student Center. In the UCI Center. Student Center on the terrace, and this really great main thoroughfare of campus. 
Um, so yeah, we, we saw an opportunity to create a small business. So we do that. We have 60 PCs that are open, uh, available to the public. So you come in, create accounts, buy hours, and that revenue stream has been very important for us, helps us cover a lot of our costs uh, that we have. Um, additionally, we have 12 stations for our scholarship players and some staff and interns to use. That's where our players practice and compete. Um, we also have a community corner for clubs and casual players in the fighting games community. They'll bring their own consoles in and play uh, in the community area. And then we have a really cool broadcast and shoutcasting area where we, we broadcast um, and do live play-by-play -play color commentary for all our matches. And we have a semi-cubicle uh, for a few of us staff. Um, so. <laughs> The arena kind of does everything, uh, everything our program does, kind of helps us with all five of our pillars from competition. Uh, it's a lab where we help faculty connect to the gaming community and elite gamers. Uh, we engage the community here, we create entertainment, and we uh, do some career-oriented stuff in here as well. You said your varsity team players practice in here. Uh, are they kind of here every day pr uh, practicing? Or, or do they practice individually or with their teammates? How does that work? It's a combination. Uh, our players are in here all day, every day. Um, you might hear some noise behind us, and, and that will be some of our players uh, might be doing homework, might be taking a nap, might be eating breakfast. Um, they'll, they'll probably, most of the time they're in here, they're either relaxing or playing on their own. Um, and then we do have scheduled practices in the nights and weekends when all, all of our, our full roster and our coaches are available and we'll actually scrimmage uh, other top college teams or semi-pro teams that are our, that are our level. So they're in their location and we're in our location and you kind of play against them over online? Is that how that works? Yeah, that's okay. that's how it works. Um, when they queue up by themselves, they're playing with a bunch of other people in North America somewhere. And when we when we practice, we'll schedule a match uh, with some other team, some other place. Um, and they're likely don't have an arena, so they're five or six people all over their city or country um, mm -hmm. playing independently. And what games are we talking about? We offer scholarships for League of Legends and Overwatch. We think those are two of, well, we know those are two of the biggest esports on the planet. Uh, they have successful professional scenes. They've been around for a while, so they're stable and successful. And so um, they're, they're important to the UCI community, and they're great esports, and so that's why we play them. And they, they have kind of an international following, so Asia, Europe, North yeah. America, South America, everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, esports are growing everywhere. Every region in the world has some sort of esports happening. Um, League of Legends is very much a global phenomenon. There, there are, are leagues all over the world. Um, Blizzard's uh, Overwatch is actually a, they actually have uh, a global league. So one league with right now 20 teams that have home bases in, in different cities around the world. And so, um, yeah, both games are very global. And these esports, they're they're set up around arenas. It's a spectator sport. Mm -hmm. It's a people watch online. Um, so it's more than just people kind of in their little headspace mm -hmm. playing the games. It's really kind of involved uh, audiences and spectators, right? Yeah, the big the big esports matches, the World Championships, those those will sell out massive arenas really quickly. I went to the Staples Center in twenty sixteen uh, for the League of Legends World Championship. That event sold out in three minutes. <laughs> Um, mo wow. Most esports, your weekly matches, those those are mostly viewed online. They don't have huge in-person viewership yet, um, and I'm not sure it will get there. But uh, for the massive the championship the championships, uh, it's hard to get a ticket, so mm. um, it's pretty cool. And so now UCI's esports teams are consistently ranked pretty highly, seeded uh, top seeds mm -hmm. in these in these. Uh, how did we get to, to that level? 
It's a combination of two things. One, UCI has a history of just having really top-level gamers come to campus, and this is before our program existed. Um, we had really top-level club teams. And then since uh, we started our program, we've actually started recruiting players um, that are elite players and great students and great humans. And so um, that's one of the fun parts of my job is finding great talent out there in the world. You're like a scout for esports? Partly, yeah. It's one of the, <laughs> one of the roles I have, and we have some other staff to help as well. But you have to bring the best talent here. So um, we have con continuously elite, highly ranked, top ranked teams, and uh, that's, that's part of the job. And one of the ways you do that is uh, through scholarship programs, is that right? Tell us a little bit about scholarships here. Yeah, so uh, we try to provide all the resources players need to be successful, and one of the ways you recruit great talent is by offering scholarships. Um, UCI is, is still the highest ranked university uh, academically that offers scholarships for esports, and so uh, if you're an amazing student that cares about uh, their, the value of their degree and want to play uh, competitive League of Legends Overwatch, UCI is, is the best choice for a lot of the students. So yeah, we offer scholarships. Uh, we have a, a full-time staff member to help our teams kind of with scheduling and and all the things that they need to be successful. We have a, a robust coaching staff. Uh, we have a team psychologist. We have an exercise physiologist. Um, and yeah, all our players have access to great jerseys, great equipment, great people. And we're trying to set them up for success in, in game and out of game. And if they have to travel to a tournament somewhere, they, that's all organized through this group? Yeah, um, so our teams have traveled a little bit. Uh, most of our matches are online, so we're playing in the arena against schools, um, other places. Um, the League of Legends National Championships will be in Santa Monica, so not a, a big... Oh, perfect. Uh, not a big... Just a uh, bus ride, yeah. not a plane ride. <laughs> yeah, just an Uber. Uh, Uber <laughs> up to L.A. Uh, our Overwatch team played in the National Championships last year at, at Arizona State. Um, our League of Legends team played in the World Championships in Xi'an, China. So we've been all over the place. Our, our Overwatch team has been in Northern California as well this year. There was a so. trip to Texas last year or, or the year before? Um, did we go to Texas? Uh, we were almost going to go to Texas this year. Our team, uh, our, our Overwatch team actually was upset. We were ranked number two in the country. Oh, that's we what were, it was. We lost in the round of 16 uh, oh. last week. So had we won one more, one more match, our team would be playing in Houston in a few weeks. So <laughs> Overwatch, unfortunately, uh, lost. Um, and we're kind of like still still dealing with that disappointment. <laughs> That's the breaks. That's how it yeah, goes, right? Yeah. Any yeah. Sort of, um, you said that one of your um, one of your pillars was to involve the esports organization with actual research yeah. at UCI in our uh, Department of Informatics and the Donald Brent School of Information Computer Science. We've got a lot of games experts mm -hmm. developing who. Uh, go into developing games as well as studying games. Yeah. How do you, how does your organization work with those researchers? Well, yeah, you're totally right. There are phenomenal faculty on campus and researchers that are interested in, in games and esports and, and the, yeah, the world around this phenomenon. Um, games are just so important in the world as, as entertainment these days. And I think over 90% of young people play some sort of game regularly. Like it could be on their phone, could be on a console or a computer. So games are really important. And so it's important to know what's going on. And so we have faculty across campus from informatics to uh, neurobiology to anthropology, um, the school of medicine. We do research with all of them when they're interested. So we currently have people playing a 1979 game console for some anthropologists to see how elite gamers interact with old technology. Hmm. Um, we have our League of Legends team is doing high-intensity short interval workouts before they compete and practice to see how that helps them focus or clears their head or, 
or stimulates performance. Um, mm. Informatics has graduate students in and around the arena watching our players play, taking notes. Um, and then uh, the neurobiology folks have done some cool stuff with Minecraft to see how, how 3D immersive games create an enriched environment, which, mm. which is stimulating a brain and actually improves memory. So. Uh, those are just four groups of many that we work with. Interdisciplinary it research. It really is, <laughs> yeah. And so we, we now have an esports research lab. We have an esports conference that I co-chair with a faculty member in informatics, Constance Steinkuhler. And so, yeah, we're, we're just trying to be enthusiastic supporters of the academic mission and what the great work faculty are doing. And our space and our people around the program are just really cool opportunities, very unique for, for people studying this space. Hmm. So you've kind of established your place here on campus, and, and um, what would you say is around the corner for you? What's, what's uh, the future of UCI eSports? So we're hoping to build out a, a new high-performance and research space uh, on campus, um, hopefully with applied innovation as they uh, expand in their new space. But uh, we need a place to kind of separate the competitive element, uh, create a more premium space for our, our players. Right now, we're squishing 21 scholarship players into 12 stations with staff and interns all sharing. Um, so we'll spread that out. Each team, each player should have their own station. We'll have offices. We have no offices for any people right now. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll pull out some broadcast as well. So it'll be a, a more, more premium space for the players. It'll be a place to really do some controlled research um, and a place for our, our full-time staff to actually uh, have a, a home and and a kind of meeting space and a professional environment. Sounds great. Yeah. Great great future for UCI Hopefully, e hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and just get bigger and better and, and hopefully add more scholarships and, and raise more support and funds to, to build and grow. Well, thanks for spending some time with the podcast today. Yeah. And uh, we've been talking with Mark Deppi, who's uh, director of UCI Esports, about the esports program here at UCI. Thanks again. Thanks, Brian. Avi Behar is a third-year philosophy major at UCI and a member of the university's League of Legends eSports team competing in the Collegiate Championship Tournament this weekend. Behar transferred to UCI from Community College in his hometown of San Diego. We met in the eSports arena to talk about his background in video gaming and his level of excitement for the upcoming weekend of play. Our conversation is up next. Okay, so you are um, on UCI's League of Legends team, correct? Yes. T so tell me about that game a little bit, and how. It, and you said you're a jungler. What does that mean to be a jungler? Okay, so uh, League of Legends is basically a five versus five, like team-oriented game where the goal is to, I guess, destroy the enemy team's base. And just like any other strategy game, there's plenty of things that, like, ways that you can go about destroying their base. It takes a lot of coordination, communication, you know, like, we have to learn so many teamwork. things. Yeah, teamwork in general, so. And you said you're a jungler. What does that oh, mean to be a jungler? Right, so there's, uh, there's five roles in League. There's top, uh, mid, and then there's two bot lane roles. Um, they're called support and carry. And... I play jungle, which is basically, I run around in between all of the lanes, and basically my job is, I'm kind of like the engine of the team, basically, I, where, I'm, where I'm at is where the plays happen, um, I'm, I'm typically the one that starts plays off and like calls and kind of leads the team, in the, especially in the early phases of the game, 
So, uh, yeah. Is it kind of like a scouting function where you kind of get in the environment and scope around and see what's going on? A little or? bit. It's like scouting and disrupting, I guess. So basically, your job is to influence the laners. So um, if you're helping like your top laner out and he gets a big lead, then that's going to influence the rest of the map. And then uh, you can build like significant leads from there. So basically, the best um, there's like a bunch of different ways that you can go about it. Um, you could also play for yourself and just try to get ahead of the enemy jungler and then choke them out and then like bring your lead onto your teammates. So there's there's multiple ways to influence the game as a jungler. Most notably, you kind of play around objectives. So there's uh, specific objectives uh, in League. One is called Dragon, for example. And if you kill Dragon, then you get a bunch of uh, like statistics. So you get your whole team gets stronger, basically, when you kill the Dragon. So if your jungler can secure Dragons for you, then your team will just become stronger. Then every team you can push into their base. So that's one of the jobs of the jungler. When you're playing with your teammates, uh, do you kind of you have headsets on? Do you sort of communicate verbally a lot, or is it, or is it just kind of on-screen cues that you're following? There's different ways to play league. So uh, at our level, it's the competitive level, where basically we are in, we're communicating uh, verbally through our headsets, and that's the main way, and probably the only way that people uh, play competitively. There's another type of play. It's called solo queue, where basically you queue up by yourself and then you get four random teammates and that's basically how you determine your rank. There's no communication verbally there. It's mostly typing or uh, like pinging and, and things like that. So yeah, we are communicating thoroughly through the microphone though uh, while we play. So, And each team player has a, kind of a role within the game. Yeah, so each player, um, each player has their basically their own role that um, they fill. It's not, like, a mid laner doesn't always do the same thing. Like, my mid laner doesn't always do the same role as another team's mid laner, right? So uh, we all fill different uh, roles that we need from each other. And um, basically, we fill the gaps. Let's back up a little bit and tell me a bit, a bit about your um, background in gaming. And uh, when did you start playing video games? And when did you feel like you sort of were at the skill level enough to try out for a team like the one here at UCI? Well, I guess I started playing games like ever since I was a kid. Like, I always played games, like started with console, like FIFA, like super casual games, like Call of Duty. And uh, I actually became kind of competitive in, in some of those games. I had a cousin that I played video games with a lot and I was always better than him. <laughs> and so basically that's, I think that's where I got my competitive like nature from. So eventually I started playing League. I got introduced by like one of my uh, uh, really close friends. Basically, all of his friends were already like a little, they had been playing for a while. So they were making fun of me because I was really, really bad. <laughs> and I got kind of angry. So I just played all the time and got super motivated. Eventually I got uh, top 200 or top 50 and started getting shot at by teams and then eventually uh, I got my way over here to UCI Esports, which was really, really cool. When you were looking at, you came in as a transfer student, as a junior, so when you were looking at university, you know, four-year schools to, to try and get into, was UCI's esports organization something that, you know, kind of drew you to UCI? Yeah, so uh, definitely, actually. I had a lot of schools that I was considering. Um, one of, I, I got into UCLA as well. 
And so, you know, going to UCLA, like such a prestigious school, was a big choice that I had to make. Like, whether I want to go to UCI and pursue this esports thing, you know, or uh, if I wanted to just go to UCLA and focus on my studies, right? I chose UCI ultimately because of the esports program. It was it was a really big part of this choice. Not only do you get a scholarship, which helps you pay for school, uh, which is great by the way, but I also get the experience that comes with it. Right, I get to be on a team that, and honestly, I've never been on a team this long. It's it's <laughs> been quite a journey for me. Uh, in esports, usually the teams will split up much faster than. Um, like other like basketball teams or, or regular conventional sports because you lose one tournament and then you kind of disband mm -hmm. and that's how it goes but here we're kind of stuck together <laughs> uh, throughout the season tell me a little bit about what it is like to be an esports competitor you know with your studies you know you have how many hours do you spend doing uh, both you know you're studying your philosophy major at versus how much time you spend practicing with your team yeah, so I think that's been like one of my biggest struggles actually coming into the program. I didn't expect it to be this hard. <laughs> so yeah, like basically when I was at community college, I was kind of like cruising, you know, I, it, was, it was pretty easy to play a lot of league and then also do well in school. Uh, here it's a lot more difficult. Um, I have to focus a lot more on basically school in general and also finding ways to manage my time wisely and not wasting any time. So I'm a lot more efficient with my time now. Also, another struggle for me was just moving out of the house in general. So I didn't have the luxuries of food always being at home or, you know, like not having to go grocery shopping or things like that. So uh, all of those things combined and made it uh, pretty difficult at the start. I am adjusting, though, however. <laughs> uh, I've, gotten, I've gotten a lot better at splitting gaming and uh, schoolwork. And it's definitely, like, achievable. You can do well in both, for sure. We have a, our mid laner, for example, his name's Jeffrey. Uh, or Descarton, that's his uh, in-game name. He has a four, he's a 4.0 student and a really hard major. I think he's like engineering or uh, actually I think he's computer science. A lot of computer computer, computer science, science majors. Computer science engineering, something like that. Tell me this: Are you are you the only philosophy major on the team? Or, or <laughs> yeah, I'm the only humanities major on the team. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone else. Or yeah, actually, most of my teammates are computer science. Um, I think. Our support is an econ business major. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm definitely the only philosophy major on the team. <laughs> I think I'm the only philosophy major in this building ever. <laughs> Does that give you an edge, do you think? Or, or uh, a I'm different, a, uh, you think about it from a different angle, perhaps? Or? Yeah, maybe, maybe I can think more critically about <laughs> how to play the game, you know? Uh, I think, no, honestly, I think that maybe it does help me communication-wise. I'm really good at arguing with people and kind of seeing their flaws in argumentation. That's one part of philosophy. Mm. And uh, being able to articulate your argument and also attack other people's arguments without being disrespectful and just telling them like, no, this is straight up wrong or whatever, and mm. this is why. Being able to do that is actually kind of an important skill for uh, being on a team. Great. So you've got a big tournament coming up. You're preparing for that with your team. Uh, what what is your level of uh, sort of anxiety, nervousness, anticipation for that event coming up? Uh, for me, I'm so excited. <laughs> like, I'm, so, I'm, I just can't wait for, for this week to pass by. I have so much schoolwork that I've been trying to finish up because we're missing a whole week of school, right? So I talked to all my professors. I have to take midterms early, you know, turn out all my projects early, basically. So right now it's a little bit of a struggle. 
but I just get a feeling in my stomach every time I think about it, and I'm, I'm just really, really excited for uh, Nationals. Well, good luck to you in the tournament, and uh, we hope to see you guys come out on top this time. All right, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. The College League of Legends Championship is going to be live-streamed on Twitch TV. You can find links to that site at uci.edu. If you missed Good Game UC Irvine, you can watch it on demand through ESPN2. We'll continue our eSports theme in our next episode, in which we'll feature conversations with two UCI faculty members who are leaders in the academic research of video games. I hope you'll join us for that show when it's been posted online, coming soon. The UCI Podcast is a production of Strategic Communications and Public Affairs at the University of California, Irvine. I'm your host, Brian Bell. Thanks for listening.